0: Such an underrated album, I think.
1: Man of the woods, is it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's I don't it's not as good as 2020. I think, but it's, yeah, I it's correctly those. rated. I meant I meant I, I think I was just referring to me. I think I underrate it. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, coming hot off the heels
1: of his previous works, it is a letdown, really, isn't it?
0: But compared bit, to like
1: yeah. other people's albums, it's as good as anyone else's best album.
0: True, that is true.
1: Um, you just can't beat 2020
0: experience. No, it's such a great double album.
1: And then Future Sex Love Sounds before that, fucking
0: Justified before that. Yeah. The man is
1: underrated.
0: Just like this podcast. You are listening to Serious James with me, Serious James. P.D. Hall's on the mic with the ones and twos. We're back. You just again. call P.D. Hall. P. P Pee- D, Pee- 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 no, said Pee- it so- it Sounds
1: like a sounds like an institution where they send the crystal ears of the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that in a sec. Welcome straight to- in
1: on the topicals straight <laughs> in.
0: Welcome to the show, everyone. It's the twenty first of June, twenty twenty. It's Father's Day today, so happy Father's Day to everybody listening. Happy uh, Father's Day to you, man. Thank you. Happy Father, and also to you. Um... I wish that you were my father. Oh, that's nice. Um, and yeah. that's not just because
1: my father's a bag of shit, but <laughs> I think even if he was good, you would still I'd still ah, choose you.
0: That That's nice. It? Uh, yeah, it's been a nice day. Got some cake and then some nice cards and it was good. Uh, we're still in the middle of a coronavirus nightmare that doesn't seem to be ending, although I can sort of see some glimmer.
1: It's yeah, so, that means we're not in the middle then, is it? I think we're in the uh we're peaking, know, third
0: trimester. I think we're in I think we're in the end. Yeah, the head's gonna be popping out soon, I think. or uh, <laughs> <Well>, the feet. <laughs> well you don't want the so feet. If to 2020's, come out. <laughs> yeah, if 2020s
1: anything to go by, then uh, the feet are coming out first. If the feet are coming and out they're first. They're not gonna be
0: the colour that you expect either. I don't think I think yeah, we're gonna need more doctors in the room if the feet are coming out first. Um,
1: Three feet
0: are gonna come out, you're gonna be like, well. It looks like me. Um, hope everybody's doing good. Uh, yeah, it's been a been a normal week for me. Same old, same old with work and stuff. I do want to talk about Chris D'Elia because um, <laughs> that's fucking weird. At this, you know. No, so. Well, there
1: hasn't been enough Triple Z List
0: podcasters talking about Chris D'Elia. So, ah, um, so for, for those of you who don't know, Chris D'Elia is uh, a comedian and actor. Uh, he produces, he produces Brockmeyer as well, I think, um, So among amongst other things. And um, he was in the latest Netflix series of You, where he plays a paedophile. Um, and then this whole shitstorm started because one of his victims tweeted that it was ironic that he played a paedophile because he was a paedophile. Um, and allegedly he has been trying to groom underage girls um, Alleged by some hundred and fifty people. <laughs> well, I, I I say allegedly to cover my own back in case he comes and sues me. So, right, uh, um, you know, there's my there's the tick off the lawyers. Oh, the dude,
1: the man is not going to have enough money to sue anyone.
0: Uh, yeah, he's um, he's done right. You you don't recover from from this.
1: You know, this the sad thing is obviously like we do say alleged and uh. And although it looks very unlikely that there's no, you know, smoke without fire, um, you know, that another another guy, well, there's been a couple of like celebrity rapers this week. There was the guy from 70s Show and there's Ansel Elcourt, you know, the guy that was baby driver. Yeah, He um, is alleged to have assaulted a 17-year-old. And I read his story and I was like, Sounds like this chick just wanted to bang at Ansel Elgo and he and he obliged her. you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I didn't see anything say, like wrong. He if did you, her a favor, he did do her a favor. Go and read that story. Yeah. And now, and but my point is going to be <laughs> that you know, there's a there's a big chasm between someone that seems, you know, if if we're to believe, you know, any fraction of the stories coming out about Delia, there's a there's a big chasm of you know, there's a big difference between the Ansel. Elgorts and the Cristaleas of the world, um, but th- with social media and how easy it is to just proliferate, you know, rumors and gossip and shit. Everyone gets painted as, uh, you know, the next Weinstein or what have you. Mm. So I, I hope he's done it because if he hasn't done it, he might as well as <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. his own
0: Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, the problem is, is like, um, so Louis C.K. obviously, the whole thing with him is he was like getting women to look at him while he jerked off and stuff but they weren't underage and I think the worst thing for Chris D'Elia is that the girls that he's been doing are underage like you can't recover from underage like you could yeah. if, if she was 21 you'd get away with it people have got. I, I would oh, also I'm give him a
1: pass policy. I would give him a pass if it was one if it was one girl that was like on the cusp you know like she turned 18 and then he slid into the DMs like hey you have your 18 that's creepy but you know that's yeah. not a pattern of behavior, but yeah. it does see it does appear as if right now, um obviously I'm willing to eat my I hope that I eat my words because I don't want loads of women to have been uh, had their lives sort of Ruined. negatively affected in the way that it seems they might have been. But yeah, if you know if it if it has happened then it, it's definitely like he's purposefully targeting young women and sort of trying to throw his fame around a little bit and manipulate them. It's just fucking weird, man, if you if you start digging and I've been well. That's what I've been doing this week. I've been uh, keeping abreast of all that shit and trying to keep up with who's been said. You know wh- what? comedians have reacted to it and stuff. And but, yeah, that, I mean, I I'm,
0: feel I've not kept too much into that. I saw. So you sent me a, a link on from Reddit yesterday where somebody's kept a track of of a list of all the comedians that have responded to it, which is fact is amazing in itself. Like the internet is amazing that that is. Yeah, like someone not one person like there's been loads of people who thought oh i wish there was a list of people who we could keep track of and someone's gone out and done it
1: <laughs> the, <laughs> the internet <laughs> man
0: it's just it wins um but yeah, yeah i mean I, I, well, I'm, I'm not, i've not been really interested Too much
1: a bit i've just been interested to like keep up with it all although it does feel a little bit like a lot of people are reveling in it for some weird reason and and i'm just sad you know across the board for the the women i'm sad for delia's family Uh, depending on what the truth is i'm very sad for delia you know um although you know i I won't feel that much sympathy for him if it if the worst of it turns out to be like accurate
0: i mean even Um, if like 10 is accurate it's still not great
1: yes it is is damning and it's totally different than the CK case in the respect that CK, you know, just a bit creepy is all you could really accuse yeah, him of at worst.
0: just weird, isn't it? Like, Well, I suppose he's abusing his power in some sense.
1: Uh, no, I've never subscribed to that. Like, you and I are, are big fans of uh, Coogan and Bryden, you know, and they discuss in their trip to Italy, um, I think Coogan says at one point um, that someone accused him, you know, like, oh, well, she's only going out with you because you're rich and famous. And he said to this young, hot guy, he was like, yeah, she's only going out with you because you're young and hot. Yeah. So I... Uh, I'm not certain uh, above <laughs> a certain age, you know, obviously I'm not saying if he wields that power over like a 16 year old, that there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, if it's like an 18 year old, a 20 year old, and then you just sort of say, saying, um, you know, oh, I'm famous, let me, you know, why don't you suck me off then? You know, that, that seems a fair trade to be presented with, you know, a fair deal to be proposed. Mm. Like you get to suck a famous guy off and feel all mint about yourself.
0: Uh, yeah. Or you know, or I'll buy you a car or something, you know, I'll, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever. And then you're free to go, nah, that's not worth it to me. You know, I would say no to that. If that's persuasive to you, then <laughs> you know.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd think about it. It depends what it was, but I'd think about it. Who would you suck off for a car? <laughs> for a car. For a uh, it depends what car, man. I don't think I'd do it for a car
1: skoda octavia no, 2015 no one, I'm, not, I'm not blowing anyone for a car what about a yellow land rover 110
0: no i don't want to cars I've, we've discussed this in the past they've got no resale value, man you lose it straight away that's
1: right yeah you gave me some good advice
0: never buy anything that moves always lease it yeah so not nothing for a car what about you anybody for a car joey diaz for a car
1: uh, well, Joey Diaz is um, well. It's yet to see. We've yet to see what sort of comes out in the next few days. So recent this thing that I've seen a couple of allegations directed towards the Brian Callens, the um, I mean, the Joey jo- Diaz's.
0: Joey Diaz was uh, trading spots when for blowjobs.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, I, again, I do think you you know you're within your right to go fuck you. I'm not sucking you off for a spot. You know, it's not, that's not the only spot in the world.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't,
1: yeah, it is certainly a a use, a manipulation using the thing, the resource that he has earned for himself, which is power. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's creepy for sure. But I don't know if that's like you should cancel someone just for like doing what people might do if they have something to barter for sex with. Yeah, do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, but then obviously what Delhi what Delhi has done is a step beyond that, really, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, I I think I don't know what everyone's main gripe. Obviously, there's loads of shit flying around about like it's underage girls, it's underage girls. I haven't seen anything convincing yet, personally. I've been looking around, and does seem to be a lot of like eighteen year olds, which is still that's. That's a red flag anyway, but well, it, no, I think it wasn't know.
0: the first one 16. She said that like she was 16 when um, he approached her. And she's well, got, the, yeah, it's, got the she's the one that's got the emails and the screenshots.
1: Well, yeah, to be honest, like Neil Brennan, good good comedian, did the three mics special co-creator of a uh, Chappelle Show. Good lad. He put on a tweet saying, if anyone can conclusively prove that Delia has intentionally and knowingly solicited, you know, dirty pictures from someone who's a minor, then I will donate £1,000 per case to the rape and uh, sexual assault and incest uh, organisation or, you know, some charity to do with all that. And then like a few days later, it was like, he posted a receipt for five grand. That he
0: put, that he donated. So there you go. So there you've got conclusive proof there, haven't you? And and it di- it doesn't look good. You
1: know, his best friend Callan and a good friend of his, Whitney Cummings, both sort of didn't even try and defend him. So, it, I know.
0: think the th- I, I I I like I said earlier. I think the thing like Louis C.K. again, like what he what he did was weird. It was creepy. He comes back from that because it's not underage girls. It's that underage part that sort of. I think it's the thing that you go, okay, we can't, assi- yeah. we can't align ourselves with this. We can't even begin to defend him because if it's true, it's yeah. it's paedophilia. The guy's going to get labelled a paedophile.
1: It is like, interesting how you can sort of get um, – uh, there's this term clout chaser online where people just sort of join in on like shitting on someone um, when you're on like a really easy side to defend. Like you obviously can't even – even begin to scrutinize in any small way the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Otherwise you it's sort of conflated with bigotry or racism. Yeah. And you can't even say, wait, wait, let's have due process. We haven't got any proof yet. Let's see what happened. You can't say that about Delia.
0: Otherwise they're like, you're a pedo sympathizer. Yeah. So that, go, okay, I guess Yeah. just I, I, I get I get what you're saying with that. But I think like I think is think that we're we're at that point now where We've had a we've had like twenty or thirty years of sort of victim shaming, haven't we? Where people have felt like they can't come forward out of fear that they get sort of yeah. blamed as the victim and stuff. Yeah, and I, and actually, like if if more than one person's coming forward and saying it's true, then actually maybe we should give the benefit of the doubt in that case to the victim rather than the perpetrator. Just because yeah. he's famous doesn't mean that he gets a pass. Like what he's done is. It's, it's, yeah, it's fucking weird, man. Like, well, obviously that's his thing, isn't it?
1: It appears he, to he likes
0: he, he likes young girls. Like, okay.
1: For me, it's not even a, a matter of law. You know, say if the legal age of consent is like fifteen, it's still he's still targeted. If I think Nikki Glazer, I don't know if this was coincidental, but she posted something on Instagram saying, "Hey, if you're into barely legal porn, you're probably into illegal porn." Exactly. Yeah, I took that to mean, you know, if you're aiming at 18, it's then people can't be like, well, that happens to be legal. It's like, that's still on it's the, wrote, that's yeah. like, do
0: you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, we've discussed that in the past, like 18-year-old girls to me, like now, like it's, it's horrendous. It's like, what, like.
1: Although, like, like, let's, I, I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this and I, I hesitate to even b- begin this line of. <laughs> <laughs> like, I might uh, need to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, well, I'm coming from a place of, I was about to say, I think it's, um unethical personally to sleep with anyone of any age who you feel that you have to exploit in order to get there you know like well, a, yeah. I can think of 25 year old women that I wouldn't have sex with because I would feel as if I was it was like a- immoral because they're just like a train wreck of a person do you know what I
0: mean yeah no yeah, I mean, but, yeah I agree.
1: but then I don't know if that should be illegal so I don't know there's this weird line between like it what you know, what's lawful and what's, you know, yeah,
0: I morally. I, 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 I see where you're coming from. But then you've also got to think, like, not only is it, like, illegal, but it's just fucking cre- cre- it's creepy and weird, man. Like, the guy's they do, fucking did,
1: did you read any of the screenshots?
0: I saw some of them, yeah. Like, one where he's like, oh, but we can't make out now. And it's like, what are you doing? Like
1: It's like Baba talk, isn't it? Yeah, he,
0: like, sort of- he's... He, if that is him, he's desperately trying to sound as if he's younger than he is. I'm well, even-
1: there were, there wasn't one. So let, let's assume 1% of the screenshots are accurate. There wasn't one where he didn't speak like that. So if 1% is accurate, and I dare say it's a little more than that, most probably, um, then he just speaks like a kid to these young girls.
0: Yeah, that's, the guy's old as shit, man. He's 14. You know, if, he, if
1: he was 40. 26 and she's 18, I'd give him a pass.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, it's less weird, isn't it? It's certainly less weird.
1: Yeah. Unless while he's banging her, he's like, "Oh, you're so fucking young." <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like if that's <laughs> the thing about oh, yeah, her that he's that attracted to. Gotta put put the nappy back on. I need it back on to finish. Oh no! You know, that's oh, no. weird, man. Yeah, he's forty. So that what he's like so she, so she's sixteen. So what's that 24 24 years difference oh man yeah it's straight up wrong isn't it yeah it is
1: just grooming though he didn't do any rapes yeah yeah true yeah that we know of that we know of yeah true but then like, he's just chirps in he's just planting seeds
0: <laughs> yeah but then it, i always feel like that, that that's a small stepping stone isn't it like a small stepping stone to banging her when she gets to uh, of age. But yeah, but it's clear that he wasn't he wasn't waiting around for her, was he? Like if she was available now, right there and then.
1: Uh, yeah, I do sort of think if you sort you know if you've got this pattern of behaviour where you're trying to chirps up dozens of you know very very young girls, whether or not they're of age or go- going to be of age or, do you know what I mean? Like he's clearly aiming at a certain demo and then checking what's within the remit of what's lawful um, then what what would he do if no one found out? That's what, what I mean, I mean man it,
0: it, it, like it, it, it you know it, for, fortunately for the people involved like they didn't do anything with him but if no one found out, yeah. that's, this could have escalated I and mean, in two years time we're seeing Know a different story.
1: Here's what I think the best case scenario is now, and it's what I sort of you know, if I was hoping for things, I hope that it's all a lie, but I think best case scenario now, most likely, well, not most likely, but some likelihood that this is the truth, and I hope it is. I hope that he's sort of slept with a couple of 18 year olds, you know, young 18 year olds amongst a smorgasbord of other ages. I hope he just you know indiscriminately targets all women to sort of go hey I'm, i've got a show in your city why don't you suck me off and some of them happen to be 18 because if you play the odds you're going one of every age whatever um and i hope that all, all the rest of these screenshots are just sort of people i don't know if someone invented them who hates deleter he's a very hateable guy isn't he so i hope that someone just has I mean, an issue with a joke that he made and has, has made all these up or something
0: uh, yeah, I mean, he's not my favorite of that sort of crowd. I don't particularly find his stand up that funny. His stand up's not great, man. But his podcast—I I have watched
1: a bunch of his podcasts and he is a funny guy. It's—I've uh, got to be honest—it's not 100% surprising that he's somewhat predatory because he—he's got that sort of—he's got that sort of flavor to him a little. Um, but he's definitely a funny guy. A lot of people have been going, <laughs> "I." would you know like just jumping on sort of shitting on him saying he's a terrible comedian and he is it's not the best stand-up comedian but he's a great comedy podcaster
0: but yeah i mean and like i said to you he doesn't drink he doesn't do drugs like if you are a stand-up comedian there is something a bit off about you so either you know like you just it's it's that sort of it's that sort of job where you don't, you can't be sane in that job. You have to have a little bit of crazy to do it. Because is
1: that why you didn't get into it? Because you always wanted <laughs> to, but too, then you didn't manage it. No, I, I be
0: normal. just, I no, I, well, I don't think I'm too normal. Um, I think my mental status would disagree with you. I, I just never really had the self confidence to expose myself in that way. And I don't mean by getting my dick out. I meant by like, standing <laughs> on a, like standing on a stage and like. Like well, I think so. some would
1: argue that um, the self-confidence is, you know, the low self-confidence might be the reason that some stand-up comedians uh, have no choice but to demand uh, attention and validation from roomfuls of strangers every weekend. I, yeah. I think Without have, it, they sort of ca- cannot feel a sense of uh, self-worth.
0: I Well, I mean, when I've done... Um, when I've performed in the past, so, I'm, I'm you know, I've certainly performed in the past we know we've done stuff together on stage at school um when i tell them what we did we we did you know we've done we performed at the bridgewater hall humble brag um
1: yeah what was that the
0: capoeira we did did capoeira we've done quiet i'll I'll remind
1: you jamie that uh you did capoeira and i ran and hid in the wings until the performance was over
0: yeah stage fright um uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been in a choir. You know, we've sung, we've rapped in front of people, whatever. Um, at Pendleton, uh, we, you know I did performing arts at Pendleton, so we were we yeah. were, we would perform regularly. One of my one of the th- most favorite things that I ever did at Pendleton was there was um, like a so as part of the performing arts course, you had uh, it was like sixty percent acting. Uh, thirty percent singing and then like ten percent dancing, so you would do a little bit of each. Um, and then I'd love there was
1: see you dance.
0: Yeah, I wasn't very good. Um, I don't have the hips. Um, and then there's like a musical theatre part where it'd be more thirty-three percent acting, thirty-three percent dancing, thirty-three percent singing. Um, mm-hmm. and as part of my sixty percent acting block, it was split into various things, and one of the sort of chunks was an improv bit like a six weeks doing improv um Mm -hmm. the culmination of that is you know you had to do an improv thing a bit like whose line is it anyway in front of the entire sort of performing arts bit if you will everybody and i got i got a distinction or terrible i got a distinction so it was the highest mark you could get um i think i was the only person in my year group that got it um and for me, that was the one of the highest of highs I've ever felt performing, because just hearing people laugh at you back—it's very, it's an, it's addictive in itself.
1: Yeah, man. Um,
0: and at that point, I was like, "Yeah, this is what I want to do." But then, obviously, my life has changed in other ways, and I couldn't probably go into stand up at thirty years old now. But one of the yeah. reasons why I want to do it is because, well, because of that, you know, hearing that laughter back at what something that you've done or something that you've said. It's the biggest rush you could ever feel. But then the thing that I'm mortified about is if I get on a stage and I get nothing, I'm just hearing dead silence, and then I think, oh, I'm not worth it. So
1: Yeah, you definitely have to jump out of the window when <laughs> it happens.
0: Yeah, but and then also, like everybody eats a bag of dicks as a stand-up comedian. Like You don't just instantly hit the ground running and have people laughing. You are going to eat yeah. dicks on stage. So, yeah, there's even... <laughs> no one
1: good enough to no. avoid bombing repeatedly for years
0: no no professional stand-up comedian touring now that you see on tv that you see on netflix every single one of them has gone into a room and ate a huge giant bag of dicks on stage and bombed completely Uh, and you know they'll tell you that they've done it 20 30 40 times even knowing that i just couldn't do it even knowing that that's gonna happen i just can't do it Um, yeah which is why, like, people... It's why you see, like, stand-up comedians that do turn to drink and drugs and stuff. And that's what I mean, like, about Chris Delita. Like, he doesn't drink, he doesn't do drugs. Which is very vanilla. You don't really... I've
1: always that. thought anyone who who sort of says, oh, I've never touched a drink and never done drugs, I'm like, you're not to be trusted then I Yeah, either.
0: there's something off,
1: really. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weirdos. Psychopaths. Who doesn't drink? or do- I understand... I don't drink or do drugs anymore since I was 18 or do you know what I mean? Like you have to have done it a couple of times to even know what the fuck's going on. And I honestly think that altering your consciousness and sort of stepping out of, you've got this, all this momentum by the time you're 16, 17, whatever time you start doing drinks or uh, drinking or drugs or whatever, you've got this momentum of like, this is how I've been thinking all the time since I was born. And then you boom and you just sort of teleport over to a different area and alter your consciousness and I think it helps you go. Oh wait! So all those things that I was thinking—that was just, in a way, as a result of my chemical, uh, you know, predisposition and my hormones and uh, things outside of my control. If I can also feel this totally different other way, and then you know, some people stay in it. I'm not saying it's a good habit to cultivate all the time, but I think trying it a couple of times just to off to yourself and and sort of catalyze being able to um evolve your understanding of why you think certain ways and and then as a result of that improve and uh learn and grow in the way that you think it's essential so i think people who have never done any of it oftentimes like they freak me out
0: yeah like i i understand like kim's not a massive drinker but she will still go out and have a drink like when she's out with her friends she'll still go out for a drink but, yeah, that's that, probably
1: the healthiest way to do it on, yeah, on yeah. rare
0: occasions, maybe. Yeah, I get that. But like like Delia's never done either. You think, okay, well, something's like he like I always think like, what, what did his mum and dad do? Because that's something that uh, his, he's never done. His dad done was it,
1: a uh, producer, film producer.
0: But to have never never have done it.
1: Yeah. Must Unless seen. you believe some of the screenshots where he's uh pilling, he's getting pilled up or you know getting hammered and then raping nine-year-old boys and stuff that's what some of them are claiming
0: what's really
1: yeah which he of course has not done
0: i mean oh, oh dude it's still rough um but yeah so we've never done it man i just think what you've never just tried it you've never just had a little bit of a joint or like mm, it's,
1: yeah it's weird isn't it
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah i remember having my first cigarette at your mum's house on high street <laughs> yeah and I was scared to light it. Do you remember this? No, no. We, we sort of got it out of your mum's purse.
0: <laughs> do you remember this?
1: No. You don't remember this?
0: No, I don't remember this at all.
1: And uh, no. I was like, I put it in my mouth. And I, I was trying, I think I was trying to convince you that it was no big deal to me. But I, I was like, oh my God, a oh, cigarette is in my mouth. And then you're like, do you want me to light it? How are you going to smoke it if it's not lit? And I was like, no, no, it's cool, bro. It's cool. And <laughs> then I you know like, what I'm doing. You put the flame up to the cigarette and I refused to inhale because it was like only air has ever been in my lungs up to this point. I was really superstitious about like, I can't now inhale something that's not air. So I just sort of let you light the end without it being lit, just burning the end. Oh, and I just sat there with this like not cigarette that wasn't lit properly. Just like, yeah, just a bit of classic smoking for the old <laughs> peedy hole.
0: Um, I, I'm, I'm I'm like for as much as i'm sort of pro-drug i'm very anti-cigarette oh yeah yeah
1: never, never been through a period of smoking
0: no man it's my i, I, I my asthma doesn't really allow me to like because it'll just you you
1: can obviously cut this next question out if you're uncomfortable with answering when uh, your kids or your work or whoever might <laughs> hear it but you used to smoke the old uh, blaze, the old chalice there, though, didn't you? you used to smoke the devil's cabbage. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, y- yes, uh, I have in in the past with, with uh, tobacco. Yeah, I never really enjoyed it with the tobacco. Like, <laughs> I preferred a blunt, weirdly. But um, yeah,
1: um, I, yeah, I smoked um, joints for like six months, nine months before I ever properly tried like my second ever cigarette. Yeah, I don't no, I, it's I was weird,
0: like, isn't it? Like I wouldn't smoke a cigarette, but I'd happily have a joint. I preferred like bongs as well, man. Like but, but a yeah. bong hit was always much.
1: I wouldn't dream of smoking weed now.
0: Oh I'm I'm, I'm too old for that now, man. Like I don't know just I'd, like
1: I'd, hey, I'd let us
0: lose my grip on
1: reality <laughs> for I six
0: hours. I don't think I yeah, I A I don't have the time. Like I couldn't I couldn't father doing that. I couldn't be a parent to the children, like stone yeah. off my nuts. And like I don't, I don't know how, how after years of not doing it, I don't know how I would react. Like I, I don't know if like, I sound really old, but like is it stronger now than when we used to smoke it? Like I don't know. I
1: reckon with your tolerance at, uh, at zero and with them, you know, working on it like it's the cure for AIDS, I think if you took a toque of a joint now, it you're in some danger. I I reckon of irreparably. Just changing your mind for just, just full on whitey. Yeah, you just just change, and then we'd never there'd be like pre that joint and post that joint.
0: I like. I always think like uh, the next part of my sort of drug taking journey. I always feel like um, I want to do like LSD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm not because like that's stupid. But the more I, the more more i listen to and more i like think about it, i'm like yeah i think i do want to go on a mind altering experience <laughs> and like, i think once once you're
1: a father really or, or like the, the age of father that you are now say if you were like old and your kids have moved out and you can do what you want in it but like now there is some risk that it would sort of you just like grow your hair and be like we don't <laughs> have to buy shoes for them anymore <laughs> i
0: couldn't do it in the house man like just Walking around thinking the children are like elephants.
1: No, I, d- I don't even mean on it. I mean, like, if, Just, you know, say if you experimented for a little bit, it might change your personality in a way that's not conducive to a, a happy household.
0: You think I'd uh, end up like um, Dewey Cox when he goes through his. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah Walk the
1: Line. What, yeah. What's
0: that film called? What is, walk Hard? I think it's called Walk Hard, walk hard yeah, the, the yeah, Dewey Cox hard. story. which You if- don't want no part of this, do you? <laughs> It's <laughs> I love that. that is an underrated film. That film, I don't yeah. think many people have ever seen it, but that is one of my favorite films. I think the, you soundtrack the name is of this podcast to,
1: "Things That Serious James Thinks Are Underrated."
0: Oh uh, yeah, the soundtrack is great. Yeah, John C. Riley plays his own guitar on it all, and does he? Oh, yeah? yeah, yeah, he does. He, uh, he I know, I know, he can sing. He, he. he, he, he does with the old guitar as a like a hobby he played his own guitar and stuff but yeah when he takes lsd with the beatles and they do that yellow submarine thing i'm uh <laughs> that's, um who is it that's uh, um john lennon singing in it paul um paul rudd is it paul rudd i can't remember i think it's paul rudd oh jewie cox we need to take lsd jewie cox yeah it's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd go through sort of that sort of thing where I'd come out and just like be wanting to write an album where I'm inviting like African tribes people in to play on their musical instruments. Or
1: yeah, I mean, it's probably worth messing about with some sort of psychedelic. LSD is quite a heavy duty one.
0: So just anything with psilocybin in
1: yeah you know maybe pop a couple mushroom caps or you know some sort of you know a synthetic powder where you can deal with the dose a little easier like uh what amt or you know, <laughs> some.
0: you ever tried dmt
1: uh, well yeah, yeah i think amt is similar to dmt or you can get like something called rose seeds i think rosewood seeds or something like these hawaiian little what's like, the um,
0: what's the cactus one
1: ayahuasca or uh, is it ayahuasca
0: no, the one peyote, that, do you mean? Pay, yeah, the one that uh, Tony Soprano takes in the Sopranos, peyote.
1: That uh, Walken takes in Seven Psychopaths.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, is that peyote as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's pretty heavy duty as well, but I think you'll stay online a little bit more with that. You know, if you take enough LSD, you'll just pass out and just trip for like 10 balls. millennia in your head. <laughs> yeah, just
0: wake up a new person.
1: Yeah. You don't want that, man. You've got a lot on the line. You've got I a good do, family yeah.
0: and shit. Yeah. I need to do it when they've all left the house. I'm like fifth, when I'm 50. Yeah. do much. Take heroin when you're
1: 50. Wait. <laughs> take no, 50's a little young, actually. you still got a good 20, 30
0: years ahead of you. Wait till <laughs> you're like 70, maybe. <laughs> take heroin and mess up. No way, man. Whilst we mentioned uh, Tony Soprano taking peyote before, it brings me on to... Um, podcast i sort of discovered through uh, the magnificent joe rogan experience uh talking sopranos where they've got two of the cast wow members. <laughs> for listeners wondering why that sounded so sarcastic i've had to edit some of the podcast out um where don't let them peep behind the curtain james there's a peep um there's uh, two of the cast members breaking down uh, each episode um so it's Michael Imperioli, who plays Christopher Moltisanti, and Steve Sharipper who plays Bobby Bacaliari. Um, and yeah, they're going well remembered. By, they're, <laughs> they're going episode by episode and going, Okay, yeah, you know, this means this. Or I think like David Chase, who was the executive producer and creator of the show, um, meant this and then they're gonna get cast members on and all that sort of stuff. I mean I'm in the I'm through episode four now and they've had a Jackie Senior on Michael Rispoli, um, and yeah, it's great because I'm a huge fan of The Sopranos. I think it's the best TV show of all time. Uh, Pete, however, has never seen an episode of it and refuses to, even though modern television does not exist without The Sopranos. I would
1: say um, I agree with that, and I sort of concede from what I have seen of it that it does look to be the you know the game changer, um, and sort of kickstarted, you know the golden age of TV. Well, I think Breaking Bad did that, but obviously there wouldn't be a Breaking Bad. There wouldn't be a, some of these other shows without um, Sopranos. Um, but I wouldn't say I've not seen an episode of it. I've never sat and watched an episode start to finish, but I, I think there's some total of what I've seen of it sort of amounts to about 27 episodes. Like I've sat on YouTube and just watched compilations of
0: hits of Sopranos. That's not the way to watch it though, man. Like I've, I've it, was, it was that I've, or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's true so <laughs> you could easily
1: get the episodes um oh, i can't summon the will to like let's watch this and that and then like sit and commit to this whole thing if something just pops up like oh yeah let's see what's it you get three minutes and then it asks you if you want to re-up carry on watching or like off you go onto a different video and you can just keep clicking through and see like unrelated bits and you get to try and guess what's going on in between
0: You are what's wrong with the generation that we live in, my friend? You can't commit to an hour of watching something. You'd rather have a fucking three-minute summary of it.
1: What I can't commit to is um, I know that it's quite likely that I'll really enjoy Sopranos, and I watched two, three episodes, and now I'm like, fuck, now I have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. How many hours is the whole thing? It's 86
0: episodes, about 86 hours. So, like, almost, you know, four or five days of... What What a fucking shame. We're in the middle of a lockdown. What are you you doing with your life apart from working and getting pissed with all
1: I I haven't got a life because I don't want to watch 86 (laughs) episodes of a TV show.
0: Of the best TV show of all time.
1: Well, um, I'm quite stuck into F is for Family right now, and that's my shit.
0: Oh, okay. On Netflix.
1: Yeah. Do you know what? I like modern things. And although, obviously... That might sound ridiculous to anyone that recognises the name of the show because it's set in the seventies, I think. Yes. But um, you know, Sopranos. I've seen bits that are like terrible. You know, when his did his mum die and he had to like CGI her back in, and it's like laughable.
0: Uh, well, no. So or what? Happened, wife or something? No. What happened with that was uh, I, I don't. Yeah. So she, she died in real life. So yeah. I think the plan wasn't to kill her character off. But unfortunately, um, Nancy Marchand, Marchand, and um, the actress who played her, fantastically as well. She was one of the few um, cast members that wasn't Italian or had didn't have right. American heritage in her. But she was the only one that could nail it. Um, she died, so they had to sort of redo. They had to rejig the sort of storylines, and basically, yeah, she got killed off. And um, if
1: anyone wants to laugh, go and just search the <laughs> names of the people that Jamie just said and watch the scene where they sort of photoshopped her face. And it's like worse than just like your average face swap app filter. On What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't see, what they did was they reused old footage of, so basically every line in that episode is a line that she said in the previous episode yeah And it's uh, I can't Sorry, remember didn't
1: they do that with Shep on South Park after <laughs> the uh,
0: <laughs> which is obviously they a fell bit out with him this, isn't it Yeah yeah because he went um, they took the piss out of Scientology and he was, he was at the time a Scientologist and he knew. Yeah uh, but yeah you, uh, yeah it's um, uh, it's just the best TV it's the best TV show of all time created the anti-hero. Um, and like I yeah. said, you know, you don't you don't get Breaking Bad without it, because you know, you, you can't have a, a a a protagonist that's horrible without sort of like wanting to root for him, I guess.
1: Well, you've made a convincing case for it, and I hope that it sways some
0: people. It's so uh, just so good. It's just uh, you know, you get something you get something different every time you rewatch it because the writers um, just did a fantastic job of incorporating you know, callbacks and flash forwards. And uh, I think when people see sort of, oh, it's the Sopranos, it's about violence and gangsters. Like, actually, it's more about the mundane sort of life that they have rather than the, I mean, there is, don't get me wrong, there's killing in it and some quite gruesome killing in it. But there's also just them just sitting around talking and having fun. Like, uh, you said you watched a lot of uh, Paulie Walnuts' stuff. Who? Was it Paulie? Paulie Walnuts, the guy with I've the, never heard that name. the wings in his hair, the guy with the grey hair. You said you watched a lot of like his funny stuff on YouTube, didn't you?
1: Oh, mate. Well, see what happened. You know, the, I talked about the my method of consumption of it. What that does with my fractured attention span of watching it in little two, three-minute bursts in, like, no particular order means that I haven't retained any of it. Oh. So I don't know. You could say anything that happened, and I, I have no recollection of it. No. Well, it only existed as i was watching
0: it nice uh okay well forget it but yeah so he's fun. he he's amazing that he had um uh, sort of crime time uh, crime connections as well he's apparently tied to the to the mob before he became an actor uh and yeah it's just yeah. Got, it's got a fantastic cast um in there um no sort of massive names i guess um I, I guess probably they're most famous for uh, th- th- for being on The Sopranos. I guess, um, obviously, J- James Gandolfini turned into a huge superstar, and it's got quite a lot of the guys from Goodfellas in it. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, so I think it's on um, Sky. So if you've got Sky, you can rewatch it on there, or you could just, you know, illegally stream it like the rest of us do. Um, you said you're watching Nephews for Family. Recommend that to anyone. Oh, yeah hope you're getting some kickback
1: from this, this ad.
0: <laughs> it's good. Uh, F's family, is that any good?
1: Yeah, it's good. Um, uh, I think all I would advise to anyone that's thinking of watching it is you're not to expect, um, you know, the type of magical reality, um, silly, absurd cartoon like a family guy or even a Simpsons, to be honest. or You know, it's very much like story-wise, acting-wise, everything in it is the type of thing you would more commonly see in just like a sitcom or a, you know like a, a, sh- a TV show uh, live action I mean you know yeah. they, they don't they don't really use the animation to do anything um, supernatural or weird like it you know they'll have dream sequences every so often or, or shit like that but I think they really wanted to just get around Um, being able to have kids getting hurt and swearing and stuff like that and that's why they animated it rather than like live action it yeah Um, but yeah as long as you go in not wanting it not needing it to be something um, fantastical and magical then uh, you'll you'll enjoy it
0: it's been something that I've sort of ummed and odd about I didn't realize it was created by Bill Burr yeah Um, yeah, Sam Rockwell in it
1: Sam Rockwell's one of the main characters
0: (laughs) that's good laura Dern, the yeah the Dern-a-sons. um yeah justin long as well big,
1: big D- dernie sanders uh,
0: yeah um
1: how many four series what is it 30 minutes yeah like 25 30 minutes something like that nice
0: little breeze Fly-fi. Through. Fly-fi,
1: yeah. man. um it's very I, just like level it's not like crazy laughs and cr- it's a little bit bleak it's very realistic
0: I might That's give it a try it this sounds, week, yeah. actually. Um No, don't
1: do that because then you've sort of like one nilled me and I'll owe you having to watch Sopranos. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna fucking one up you now, you prick. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and watch that <laughs> and then you'll feel fucking guilty and commit eighty six hours to the greatest TV show of all time.
1: I won't do it.
0: <laughs> well, you fucking will, I will meet you. Um I need to watch that anyway, because I finished watching Brockmire. Have you heard about Brockmire?
1: No, when you mentioned it before, I was like I just sort of tried to remain silent and not show myself up. I don't, I, I don't know if a lot
0: about. of people have heard of it, but it's um, it's Hank Azaria. He created a character. I mean, it's sort of where I got my inspiration from when I messaged you the other day. Um, and yep. he is... Uh, a little foreshadowing. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then, so he created, they did a thing for Funny or Die called uh, Brockmeyer, A Legend in the Booth. And, and it was just a little three minute short about Jim Brockmire. He's a baseball commentator. That um, is disgraced after an on-air meltdown about his wife cheating on him. Um, and then, it's, wait,
1: when you just case said case. to me, "Oh, I sort of got my inspiration from this thing," yeah, they no, just I, described what you watched. It's like absolute
0: wholesale ripoff. No, no, well, I've changed what since we've since we last. Discussed, better have changed every word of the text you <laughs> sent me. I've I've changed some of the stuff in there. Um, I mean that that in itself isn't unique. He can't claim to be unique about it. But, uh, yeah, so it got turned into a, a TV show. Um, so, yeah, and it's absolutely fantastic. If anyone's not seen it, you should definitely check it out. Um, it's, yeah, he, he plays Jim Brockmire amazingly well. Um, and, yeah, so in the, in the first episode, he goes on a meltdown about how he stumbled back into his home uh, early from a game and his wife's pegging another dude in the living room oh god <laughs> um, and then that sort of becomes uh that sort of becomes vernacular so people are using it oh like he got like oh that guy got brockmired um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no <Hanging. laughs> yeah so no it's lucy so his wife's called lucy his life his wife's called lucy and that is you know oh she got she lucy him or he got lucy'd that's that that's what that is um oh god <laughs> and his and there's yeah imagine it dude imagine
1: (laughs) you come home kim pegging a guy
0: yeah so it's sort of just sort of i'm not no it's just mental yeah so basically it turns out that his wife's just a sexaholic like and she's just pent up this sort of addiction to sex and like she's an absolute you know just loves it um and he goes off on a rant on on air gets fired and then travels around the world and then uh, he gets his second chance at redemption, and yeah, it's really good. Um, it's not got a—I don't think it's got a massively well-known cast in it, but Hank Azaria is great, obviously. Produced
1: by Delia, did you say?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's produced by him because, um, well, because his name appears on the produ- production credits, but under, yeah. Christ- under Christopher Delia instead of Chris.
1: Yeah, I hazard that they might change that to just Christopher D in future episodes. <laughs>
0: um, and uh, his surname is the name of one of the restaurants in one of the later series as well. Um, but yeah, there's only four series, thirty minute episodes, eight, eight episode series. But yeah, it's it's good. Funny is uh, it's the funniest thing I've watched in a while. Um, not one to watch around the children because he does hard drugs in it a lot. Um, but yes. yeah, Hank Azaria plays him perfectly, and obviously.
1: If, if you, you to know one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. Yes. It was Curtis Blade's post-fight interview.
0: I've not seen it. Oh, how are we meant to talk about it if you've not seen it? Uh, I didn't want to watch the card because of what he said but, before Wait, the you know card. the results, or no? Yeah, I know I know that he won by a decision. Um, okay, just... so yeah, why didn't you want to watch it? Because before the fight didn't even start, before the card was... Before it even got started, I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday, he came out and said, yeah, I'm just going to ragdoll him for five rounds. Just for any, for anyone confused, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about
1: something that we often do on this podcast on Sundays. We tend to watch the UFC event from the night before um, in the morning, and then when we record these on Sunday. So you're hearing it on Monday probably, I think most people, so, are, well, that's when it's uploaded anyway. This will
0: go live Monday morning, yeah.
1: So everyone, all the hundreds of thousands of fans waiting with baited breath.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all nine of them, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yesterday we uh, watched the UFC. Uh, well, I did. JB gave it a miss. But um, yeah, Curtis Blades, heavyweight, was trying to position himself for like a title shot. Probably not going to get one, I wouldn't imagine, off last night's performance.
0: I, I don't understand. So uh, Dana White, who runs the UFC... Um, has said in the past multiple times like he doesn't like boring fighters so yeah fa- famously it was within the last 12 months um some guy on the contender series i can't remember the fighter's name um but he absolutely demolished an opponent but because he did a, a last second takedown to to win the fight or win the round dana white made a point of not signing him to the ufc because he said the UFC isn't about that. So, obviously, he wants to build exciting fights, and you can sort of see that yeah. from, from the way that the champions and who who, he, who they get matched up with. Um, the matchmakers do a lot of sort of conflicting styles to try and bring an exciting fight. Um, that's why you yeah. see um, you know. Actually, a- I
1: don't know if you heard it. He, he had a go at one of the um, prelims, a guy...
0: What, it, I didn't know the guy. Actually, was it the guy that uh, called it, phoned it in, quit? Yeah, the
1: guy. Uh, yeah, Joe...
0: there's a guy. I, I, I can't remember his name.
1: He was called Max something. It's like a Russian name or something.
0: I thought it was Joe, um, wasn't
1: it? I don't know. No, no. i got the But he, uh, yeah, he, he sort of jacked it in. He was like, "Can't do it, mate." And his coach was like, "No, no, you can. You're a champion." He was like, "No," nah. yeah, and he just he said it again and again and again. He was just like oh fuck it off I can't do it I'm not going to win and he took took the fight on five days notice he was up he, he had one round he'd won a round but he'd lost a round and he was gassed bad and you know I, I think it's fine to, to do what he did but Dana sort of threw him under the bus a little bit just like uh, from what I can get maybe I misunderstood what he was saying because I did also see some comments saying that Dana had defended his fighters unless they were talking about him defending Blades um, but it seemed like Dana wasn't happy that the guy had Jacked it in like that. He, he should. He doesn't want fighters to jack it in. But I thought it was a good
0: call. Uh, it's Max Rokskopf
1: Ro- Ro- Yeah, it was like Ro- cop or
0: something. Yeah. Um. I mean, like red, redhead, right? Something like uh, that. I don't know. I don't speak Russian. Um. I, I didn't see. I've not seen the card. zoom in. Uh, so he has defended him. I've got an article uh, here. He from may me. have done. MMA junkie.
1: Yeah, maybe I got it wrong. I might have got it wrong. You might have said like, yeah, cool. If, if you're not ready to fight, then don't go back out there. Maybe you said
0: that. Dana White said, who the fuck is anybody to judge him for quitting in his UFC debut? Oh, okay. Let me tell you well, what. In, cool, then. I'll quote him actually. Let me tell you what, in this fucking sport, if you're done, you're done. You should absolutely be able to quit. I know that it's frowned upon, but guess what? Anybody that would talk shit about when you quitting isn't there fighting. It's really easy to be a critic. With what these kids yeah. do, this is a whole nother level, man. When you get here, this is a whole different level, man.
1: That's cool, man. I thought you thought he was shitting on the guy and doing what he had done with that um, ultimate fighter guy, but...
0: um, uh, So go yeah, no. he goes and says, I believe back in the day I was a fighter and wanted to do this and that. One day I found out I wasn't. The, real, the realisation was that I wasn't. When you find out you need to walk away, I'm not saying that's the case with this kid, but if the kid felt like he needed to quit tonight, who the fuck is anybody to judge him on that? He had the balls to come yeah. here and fight and take a short notice fight in the UFC. He's got to yeah. get tomorrow and look at himself in the mirror and figure out who he is and what he wants to do.
1: And, and he was—he looked okay as well.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, f- from the video that I've seen, I've not seen the fight, but from the video I've seen, it does seem like he's saying, "Like I, I can't fight anymore, rather than just yeah. can't do this fight anymore. I think he's saying, I don't want to fight full stop. Um, fuck, really? That's what. That's what. How I interpreted the video from what I've seen. Again, i have not seen the fight. He, he so. seen, he, there was no
1: doubt in his mind. Like he, he, was like, "Stop it! Stop this fight now! I'm not doing it." And his coach was like, "Yeah, no, don't, don't say that." And he was like, "Rob, listen to me, mate. It's I'm done. You have to done. call it now."
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised that Dana White had to go at Curtis Blades. He said before the fight, "All I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, if anyone's looking for excitement, I'm not going to do it." But then, how do you expect to get? Uh, like, heavyweight title fight. You just know.
1: Yeah, no chance is he going to get it, mate. He, he did, you know, he, he sort of decisively won the fight, you know, at least three rounds he had. But he's an elite um,
0: wrestler, so of course he is.
1: Yeah, it was so dull, that fight. He was never trying to threaten submissions. He was never trying to pass uh, to, like... Well, he, he was kind of trying. To be to be fair, I don't know if, um, you know, they can blame coronavirus or whatever, but they just looked to be in such... Piss poor condition, both of them. Um, there's no way Blades can challenge for the title in, in that weight class. Like he looked like he'd lost the fight in his post fight interview. Like, I've got it up here. Like, I'll read you some of the fucking comments. Cause the guy looks like he's gonna pass out. People uh people say, what did they say? Um he needs an ambulance, he looks like he just ran three triathlons. The looked- dude almost fell over during his toughest challenge of the night, the post fight interview.
0: Didn't he weigh it like two hundred and sixty-one pounds as well?
1: He may have he looked he looked kind of small, obviously like Volkos taller, but um
0: but that, this that's is how I'm talking that, to though. people
1: after eating on Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> that's good. I like that. It's just fucking not good. Yeah,
1: he did he
0: didn't look good, man. And the thing is that heavyweight division is probably there for the taking as well, because I think DC beats Stipe. Maybe, yeah. I, well, has not been able to train, reportedly, this year. And he's got the fucking I don't know if that's going to count
1: for or against him. Uh, you know, the weight that they're at, I don't know if that's going to count for or against him.
0: I know, but you need to um, train against... Like, DC is an elite wrestler. You can't go into there and, like, think, oh, I can just do it. Like, do you know what I mean? He's not fighting a mug. Sure. I think DC's l- longer in the game than Steve is, though. So, you know, DC,
1: DC's almost certainly win or lose going to retire after it. I mean, Steve yeah. might as well, but DC is almost certain to. Um, and I, I'm going to take that to mean that his body's in worse condition than Stipe's.
0: Uh, well, I think he's also the age as well. He's 40, isn't he?
1: Yeah, at least, um, yes. Yeah,
0: so he's getting up there. But I think DC wins because, like, Stipe's <laughs> openly said he's got eye problems and, like, Bispin's yeah. gone through those eye problems. And Bispin sort of said, like, it's like the one place you don't want to get injured because you can't see. Like,
1: I know. Um, and to be fair, Stipe, like, we were, I think we were, were we talking about... Um, Volkanovski and Holloway last week, and we say yeah. that Holloway sort of, uh, you know, there was a cheat code that Volkanovski took advantage of and now it will be, you know, made up for. And I think yeah. that might be what happened with A and DC. Like, he found that gap and we've just got to see if that's still there. Obviously, not everyone fixes the problems. Connor's problem has been gassing and then he's never, never seemed to be able to fi- fix that problem. Um, I think, hopefully... I always think
0: the thing about stamina is, I always think the thing about stamina is you've either got it or you don't. Yeah. I, I don't know if you can get better stamina. I think people are just, I think you could work well, on yeah, it. Yeah.
1: When you've got your max stamina, yeah, then you can't sort totally of improve yeah. your max
0: by too much. Uh, yeah. I, ju- I just don't think Connor has fantastic stamina. I just, I don't think he's ever going to be able to fix that. That's just a thing, isn't it?
1: Like, Obviously, like, yeah, well, neither of us are like fucking sports no, well, yeah. scientists. Like, we don't know what we both, both just like tubby bastards. But um, I think it is evidenced by the fact that Connor's at this like high level and you can see him training like an animal in between fights. And then he yeah. still comes out and he still seems to appear to have that same exact same 16, 17 minute maximum sort of stamina so yeah i mean yeah
0: I mean, it's, it's not a, like he's in much better shape than i will ever be in my entire life or could hope to.
1: we'll be. see we'll see with that <laughs> attitude you'll never get there
0: but yeah i just like he's never going to be tony Ferguson, is he like do you know he's never going to be
1: yeah
0: the guy taking punches in the fifth round and still walking forwards it's just not
1: oh we might get that. to see him pitting
0: against each other at some point that's i that's hope we do man it's it? a good fight um dude did you did you see josh emmett and shane burgos no i saw that it got fight of the night though watch it it was a good i always say like is it, a, is it a three minute a fight a three round war the,
1: well i don't want to spoil it too much for anyone that's not seen it or probably but, if you're interested in it then you've either seen it or i think the
0: three people interested. listening to this man uh, don't, i don't think you need to yeah watch. yeah
1: well i was watching it not knowing if it was going to go the distance. So I think knowing it's going to go the distance, maybe it's not the exact same experience as I had, but I was convinced at any minute someone was going to get their lights shut off.
0: He's, it he's was a, fucking oh, he's awesome a dark horse. He's a dark horse in that division, man. In that stacked division. Which one? Featherweight. No, I mean, which guy? Uh, Josh Emmett, sorry. Yeah, so I mean, Emmett
1: won, but it, it wasn't like completely a shutout. Uh, to be fair he injured himself early on in the fight and then fought through that so no doubt it would have been even more decisive otherwise but Virgos man he, imp- he impressed me anyway even though he was defeated he, just like his inventiveness his creativity in the fight the way he was getting up the scrambles that he was making to get up off the floor he was like just different fresh angles fresh attacks like spinning back elbows and like Ooh. shoving Emmett off him from the bottom with like double foot you know, flying him across the octagon and shit. It was, I was impressed with, and he was so tough. He was taking KO punches to the jaw several times in that fight. The
0: only, the only problem with that, the only problem with that is like in terms of longevity, he's already 29. Yeah. Taking that sort of damage probably isn't great for.
1: Well, yeah, it's not great if you want to try and remember your kids' names into your later (laughs) stages of life, but if you want to impress Dana and get that paper, (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's the it's correct a, way. Such a stacked division, though. Yeah, I think uh, those are ranked nine Frank and Landier ten. The great, and was 10. watching. Those are ranked nine and ten. So yeah, I, I think uh, we'll, we'll we'll go on. So two fifty one, we'll see Volkanovski Holloway. I think Volkanovski wins. You think Holloway wins? Depending on that, if Volkanovski wins, uh, I don't think Holloway gets another shot.
1: Yeah, I think he deserves it,
0: it this time. I think if Holloway wins, maybe depending on the outcome, uh, on the performance, Volkanovski gets that. We get the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, after that, it's a stacked division, but I don't know who who's next in line, man. I think there's a beats. There's a beats the exciting one. He's the young gun, isn't he? Then you've got Yair Rodriguez. That'd be a good fight. Him and Volkanovski.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the Korean zombies in there as well.
1: There's a lot of good fighters in there, man. Um,
0: he's only 33. The Korean zombie. Arnold Allen's in there. The the English guy. Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater's is an, uh, another interesting one. A lot of uh, he's uh, yeah. Who
1: I think he handed. Um, who did he beat, Cater? Jeremy Stevens um, Two It may 49. have been. Uh, he, he might have been the only person that had knocked out Burgos before. Uh,
0: like, he that. did knock out Burgos, yeah, UFC yeah. 20. Um, he did lose to Zabit, but that that wasn't um, that wasn't like w- when Zabit's won in the past. He's normally done a spectacular sort of knockout. I thought Calvin yeah. Cater probably outshone Zabit in that fight. Personally,
1: um, yeah, but uh, Zabit's just like the coolest character isn't he there
0: yeah I guess so I guess just it's a, a, with,
1: with his crazy Dagestani angles
0: yeah I, I don't know I just think Calvin I, although he's got a lost as a beat I don't know if it was as black and white as that I think I think Stevens is my guy man little heathen yeah but Calvin favourites Calvin's beaten Jeremy Stevens recently
1: yeah no I'm not talking about for like rankings and stuff just like Jeremy Stevens is the guy I want to watch
0: but then you've got t city as well the guy that's shagging porn stars
1: is he what happened to him where is he now
0: well he's number two in the rankings um is he, he still not fought yeah, in ages his last fight was 2018 man yeah but wasn't he meant to fight um someone recently and he got called off
1: i don't know man um, i'm like i've been staying uh too deep into this dillian nonsense to to keep track of the ufc
0: yeah he's meant to fight the korean zombie and December
1: last year. Oh, I'll tell you what was a good fight. Jim, well, it was a good result. It wasn't particularly like fireworks as a fight. Jim Miller had a fight. Jim
0: Miller. Ugh. Jim Miller, man. And got a submission. He is Mr. UFC, man. He's been fighting in the UFC for 12 years.
1: Fucking ridiculous. Do you remember when he fought Lowe's on? That was a wicked fight.
0: 36 years old, man. He's still fucking fighting. That's grim, that. I mean, he's... Yeah, man. He, his he's fight record everyone. is a who's who of everyone. Clay Guida, he fought Dariush. he fought yes. Cerrone, Dan Hooker, he's fought
1: fucking Nate Diaz. He fought every,
0: he fought Benson Henderson, Tiago Alves, uh, Takanori. Even Comey,
1: when, when dude, when Dwayne Ludwig was still fighting, he fought Dwayne Ludwig,
0: Michael Chiesa, Cerrone, everyone, uh, Benson Henderson. Edgar. He's fought Charles Oliveira twice and got submitted. Oh, no, he submitted Charles Oliveira and then got submitted Gleason Tebow as well. Oh, he was a fucking tank, that guy, man. Was Tebow the guy that um, was quite successful against Habib? Uh, That wouldn't have been the same division, would it?
1: Yeah, lightweight, maybe, would it have been?
0: Uh, He's got a big... big, uh, Yeah, he lost to Habib... But
1: um, he he sort of touched him up a little bit and uh, had some work on the feet. I don't remember that fight.
0: Um, You're
1: a filthy casual.
0: Gleason T. Uh, yeah, I'm not. You know, I don't profess. Gray Maynard as well. Jim Miller's fought Gray Maynard. Do
1: you know what the nine people listening at home are shouting? They're going, "Where, where, when are we going to get to the?" I uh, think yeah. That's
0: not what they're shouting, Frankie. Frankie Edgar. I think
1: they are. No, they they're shouting. Frankie,
0: Frankie. Crime. What crime? Criminal. 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 You're only saying that so you can go away and eat some food and get off the podcast. No. Um, no. I do want to shout out uh, Chris Nash um, at Yorkie Red on Twitter. He's messaged me this week about the podcast. Thanks for listening, Chris. Uh, you had your first. First person,
1: say something about the pod.
0: Uh, at Yorkie underscore red, sorry, to give you a full shout-out. I used to work with Chris uh, back at British Gas. Good guy. Uh, oh, I do not count
1: if you know him.
0: Uh, well, it still does. Uh, we had lots of fun uh, working together. Um, uh, uh, the, uh, the thing that it, um, he's helped us out with a headline for Mark Rogowski from last week. Oh yeah, we were crying out for headlines. We couldn't think of any. Um, That's cool. <laughs> um, what
1: did
0: I so, get? So he's 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 he, he's not coming out with a headline. A little backstory.
1: Just explain if someone hasn't seen the episode. Just a very quick, a very brief. Uh, summary.
0: Mark, of the... <laughs> Mark was uh, Mark Gator Rogowski was a professional skater in the eighties, uh, early nineties, who at his peak was as famous as Tony Hawk. Uh, the reason you don't know who he is is because he committed a brutal uh, murder and, and rape of uh, his ex-girlfriend's friend um, in a sort of twisted sort of revenge scenario. It was very grim. Um, it was one of my favourites to do, actually. I thought it was a good story. Um, it's Well, it's difficult to
1: gauge what the best ones are, because I normally gauge if something's good by how much I've enjoyed it. But
0: I went away from last week's episode really sort of upset and... Uh, yeah it's not alone it's not great it's not it's not it's not great sort of content i guess but it is a fascinating story oh, but
1: everyone loves that shit man like yeah, girls lo- well girls and guys love watching serial killer documentaries mm-hmm. and true crime shows and true cra- crime podcasts where fucking lesbians get drunk and solve murders and shit Do you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. that, that's what all the podcasts are about now like every hipster's got a crime podcaster and, and this is even like ostensibly uh a crime athletes podcast yeah this is um, one, so one I, of everyone loves it but it just me personally and maybe this means i'm an awful um, subject and awful co-host but i never seek that shit out really I, like it just makes me feel bad to know about that stuff i, I think
0: it just sort of plays into that everyone's got a bit of a. I i think I, I don't know man I, you're right because it, in essence like i you shouldn't you shouldn't like it but like, you shouldn't like hearing about how you know the Yorkshire. Is it because it? it's like morbid curiosity? Yeah, I think I think that ties a lot into it. I think it's just sort of fascinating as well because, as a normal human being who doesn't have inclinations to go out and d- do some of the crimes that we discuss, it's sort of fascinating to see how these people sort of live and how they think, thinking. Especially in this case for the athletes that we're doing as well. Like the thing that sort of takes it up a level for me is that these people have these people. Um, have ostensibly got the world at the palm of their hands so to speak you know they you can't are... use ostensibly so soon after I've i can't used I've, I, I, that's, it's inception um but do you know what i mean like these people are have they've got they've got the fame they've got money they've got wealth they've got stuff that we will never ever have in our lives and yet they still go out and commit a horrible act so it's yeah. that's it's, it's the weird thing uh, but yeah, I, I get it, but I just wouldn't. I think
1: if someone told it to me, I'd be like, wow, that's a crazy story. And then I you know, I wouldn't be like, tell it again. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, it's unpleasurable.
0: Yeah, it's not one for repeat, but you know, true crime's massive, man. I've got like three true crime podcasts on my podcast list at the Did minute. you
1: did you ever watch Mindhunter? Uh
0: I watched um the first four episodes of the first series. Um
1: there you go, man that instead of F is for family, Mindhunter, you've just told me your taste, so I'm giving you something that's, I'm prescribing a little yeah, uh, Mindhunter instead.
0: I, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I see him as the lead. I don't know if I believe, like, the guy from Glee is the, do you know what I mean? Oh, I haven't seen Glee, so. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's... Um, you just outed yourself there, James. Oh, I, I'm unashamed. I used to watch Glee unashamedly. Uh, I'm a big fan of musical theatre in general. I,
1: is, that, is that why you got into dancing at uh, musical theatre and shit?
0: <laughs> well, I didn't do musical theatre at college. I did performing arts. And there is a difference. And I explain It's the same. Theory. It's not. Musical theatre is musicals. Performing arts, you could just be an actor. Okay. Um, so there is a difference. and the, And the difference was in the sort of curriculum where... The musical theatre kids would do more singing and more dancing, whereas you know we would do more.
1: And what percentage of either performing arts or musical theatre probably watch Glee? I reckon all high percentages. I reckon
0: all of them, yeah. Um, But you know, I I, I've been watching musicals since like I I can remember. Like my mum used to have Calamity Jane on all the time, and like. She would watch like Cats the musicals so I've grown up watching musicals. There's just something I don't know. There's just. Did something... you see the film? No, 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 no. No, the trailer maybe worth, worth a watch. No. I don't know if it is worth a watch, man. I think like if I watch it now, I don't think it'll be as bad as I think it'll be.
1: Yeah, because it's like when you go and see a film, everyone's "Are like, you must see this yeah. film? It's just fucking life changing." You go. It's a good film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's. Uh, I reckon that has so the opposite everyone,
0: effect for you know. Yeah, it's got you ubiquitous votes. hate, so you'll go. This is all right. I was entertained by it. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not. Um, and yeah, so you know, that's why you know, and that's why I. Tell people that Hamilton's the best musical of all time because it is. Um, you know, I I listen to musical soundtracks when I'm at home working. I'll just have one in the background as sort of stuff to get through. It's good to sing along to. City us. of Star. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. It's half a musical. The first half of the musical.
1: I like that. That's as far as I go into like liking musicals.
0: Um, which is ironic, given that you've got me into Hamilton.
1: I've never seen Hamilton.
0: I know, but you're the one that sent me the clip of Lin-Manuel Miranda rapping the (laughs) opening song to the White House. That's funny. And I I was like, oh my God, what is this? This is crazy. And then like, I listened to Hamilton quite regularly. And then to the other musical that he did, which I've completely forgotten, which shows you how well it is. Hey, you're welcome.
1: You're welcome. (laughs) Um,
0: So yeah, anyway, going back to... Wait, that's also a uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda tune, isn't it? You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, In the Heights, which is due to be released as a cinematic film this year. Um, Okay, so back to Chris. Gave us a headline, sort of a headline. Uh, I'll read you what he said. Shame that Mark gave himself up rather than being picked up by the police on a warrant. That way the headline could have been Gator Raid so Ooh. thank you Chris thanks for getting in touch if anybody else wants to get it, what, in touch if,
1: you only have to change one letter there for it to be accurate
0: what do you mean? gator rape oh dude I, that's not one letter is it it's two well it depends how you want to spell it
1: <laughs> also I, do you go that? Don't be, so, don't, don't be so prescriptive with your language
0: and do you do, you do that as your lead headline gator rape
1: yeah gator rape you're not going to read the story <laughs> called gator rape you are going to read it and you're going to be disappointed how few alligators are involved <laughs>
0: yeah. um so yeah don't forget and contact chris if anybody else wants to at serious james on twitter that's uh, Zero James on instagram serious james gmx.com and that would lead me into this week's sporting criminal let's have it uh yeah, cool. Let's go. So, um, born on the twentieth of January, nineteen seventy, Ray Lamar Wiggins grew up in Sa- in the Sacramento area uh, area of California, uh, which is where the Sacramento Kings play uh, their basketball. The only yeah. reason I say that is because I've been playing NBA Two K Twenty. Is this
1: the is this the
0: person that you're talking about? Uh, so it's Ray Lamar Wiggins. Yep. Yeah. So he changed. No- normally, you start him. You go. This is the story of. Ray
1: Lamar Wiggins
0: and the music starts. How can it happen this time? <laughs> Cuz he changes his name. So, I, I I couldn't lead in with it. So, he changes his surname uh, to his stepfather's surname Caruth. So, this is the story. You've pre you've jumped the gun of Ray.
1: Oh no.
0: That truth. That truth with an f, sorry. Caruth. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's his nickname. That is a sick name. <laughs> that truth with an f that's his nickname it's not his real name ray that truth caruth
1: yeah that is a wicked name though we're
0: we're all in on that
1: i'll tell you what whatever he did it's okay
0: (laughs) no it's you've not heard what he did (laughs) please don't say that this is another grim one i'm gonna say on
1: record there's nothing he could possibly do now where i don't support ray the truth caruth
0: okay well listeners you will all be against him so um just so anyone listening if you want to edit it together
1: so that it is the final the final bit of information in in you know an hour and a half when james gets to the the actual crime and you can edit me (laughs) saying
0: i support this no um so uh i might even try it are you dude please no man you don't know what he's done (laughs) (laughs) no don't try it We'll circle back to that at the end. So he keeps sure. uh, he keeps his stepfather's surname Caruth uh, even after his mum and stepdad divorce. Um, so his, his stepfather was a, a big influence on his life. Um, he attended Valley High School and got accepted onto a football scholarship at the University of Boulder, Colorado. Um, where he had mm-hmm. a very, very successful season there, uh, very successful time there, sorry. He played four seasons for the university, earning first-team All-American status in 1996, which is at the age of 26, um, which is very late um, to be sort of uh, still playing college football. Um, yeah. Normally, you'd see a pro in the NFL at sort of 22, 23, so he's still... Um, Uh, at the university, um, presumably because uh, it ties into the next fact where he earned his degree there. So not only did he want to play football, but he wanted to get something out of it. So he wanted to get his degree. He got a degree uh, as a double major in English, um, as he had aspirations to be a screenwriter. Um, However, um, he was just very, very talented, um, evidenced by the fact that he got drafted in the first round of the NFL by the Carolina Panthers. Um, so mm-hmm. some of his um, coaches back at high school said he'd never coached a kid as fast as he hid um, his high school games he'd have like 150 yards rushing another 80 to 100 yards receiving and a couple of kickoff returns and punt returns so um, very productive in high school and then he translated that into into the college game which obviously got him into the pro games. Um, and he had a a good first year with the Carolina Panthers, a good rookie first year. Um, You don't typically see wide receivers doing that well in their first year um, as rookies. Um, uh, The speed of the game is uh, one of the things that they always say, like it's just different from college to the pros. Um, But he started 14 games and he caught 44 passes for 545 yards. And four touchdown passes. Um, and he was named to the old rookie team at wide receiver. Um, when he was drafted, he signed a four year, $3.7 million deal that included a $1.3 million signing bonus. And in 1998, he broke his foot in the opening game, didn't catch another game, uh, didn't play a single game that season. Um, And then he played in the first six games of the 99 season, but only the first six games. Why, do you ask? Why did he only play six games? Why? Before we go into that, uh, Ray had gotten uh, a girl pregnant in his second year in college. Uh, Michelle Wright, and she gave birth to their son. sounds quite familiar. uh, Ray Londo. What are you trying to say? Familiar to who as, as why or what?
1: Oh, well, yeah,
0: to be fair, we both knocked someone up in college, didn't we? <laughs> oh, my God, that's grim. Um, she gave birth to their son, Ray Londo. Right. Just going to leave Was I going to react more to
1: that name? <laughs> you sort of said it as if I was like,
0: <gasps> not Ray Londo. No, just that's the name, Ray Londo. Um, he neglected his son, um, wasn't a very good father to him, shock, um, and he didn't pay any of the child support he was meant to pay to Michelle. Um, until... Why did you say shock? Uh, uh, why? Why am I shocked? Because he was a pro athlete. In, well, he was aspiring to be a pro athlete in college. Of course, he wasn't going to devote time to his son because that would oh, get in okay. the way of his sort of dreams, wouldn't it? I suppose you're right. Um, she, she sued him for child support, and then he was, you know, meant to start paying. Mate, them.
1: she got what she wanted. She, what was she? She thought that she had this bomb pussy that he was going to just bit, just bin off his dreams for. She's she swooped in there. She got that next level high jeans, you know, like, kid inside her, and then free money for it as well.
0: She won the lottery. I don't think think he was paying the child support though, so I don't think she did win the lottery.
1: Yeah, but that kid's gonna be famous. That kid's gonna be a pro athlete.
0: I don't think he is. Well, he could be. I don't think Ray Londo is. I think he's grown up to be uh, just a nobody. No offense, oh. Ray <laughs> Londo.
1: If, you, if you're listening to this, Ray Londo, I do not agree with what James just said.
0: I, I'm a nobody as well, so it's nothing personal. um Yeah, maybe he's got a podcast. Maybe he has. Good luck to him, man. Anybody can. If I can I, do it, I saw can do it.
1: saw a good meme the other day. And it was like, uh, oh, it was Neil Brennan as well. I think actually he said uh, in future it will be on people's driver's license, like name, age, nationality. Uh, you podcast. know, gender, na- name of
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's going on the CV. I've, I've learned skills. Yes. Um, yeah. On the evening of the 15th of November, 1999, Ray and his eight-month pregnant girlfriend, Cherica Adams, sorry, um, watched a movie at a theatre in Charlotte in Carolina. Uh, the two left the movie theatre and rode together to Ray's house house, I can't speak today, to retrieve uh, Sherika's car. I think it's Sherika, or Cherica. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna stick it. Sherika. It could be Sherika. I'm gonna go with Sherika. Yeah, um, like Erica, but with Yeah, Sherika. While there, Ray called uh, Michael Kennedy and told him that he and Sherika were about to leave. She followed Ray in her vehicle towards her home, and as they drove along the two-lane residential Ray Road, a re-road uh, Ray slowed um, his large sports utility vehicle car in front of Sherika's car. Sure. Sherika could not get out the back of Ray's vehicle because Kennedy drove his rental vehicle beside her. Uh, vet Brand Watkins, a passenger, fired five shots from the rental vehicle into her car. So now do you fucking think, you know, oh yeah, you couldn't get he could do anything. Um, Sherika was wounded four times, once in the neck and three times in the back. Uh, Ray and Kennedy's vehicles fled the scenes in different directions. Amazingly, she manages to call 911. Um, So she's still got full capability to ring 911, which I find absolutely amazing. So she rings them um, from her cell phone. It's around half 12 in the morning. Uh, She pulled just into a driveway and continuously blew the horn to get some attention and she remained on the phone for over 12 minutes until an ambulance arrived. Um, So just a little bit about Sherika, Um, she was- She's hard as nails. She, uh, yeah, she's just, yeah, yeah, she is hard as nails. Uh, But she was just this sort of amazing, uh, outgoing woman who was very confident. Um, She dropped out of college because it just wasn't for her and just started to want to make money. Um, And she was trying to, be an estate agent Um, she did a little bit of exotic dancing to help pay pay the bills Um, and yeah she was just she While she was exotic dancing she met uh, another woman who was also dancing there as well and she was going through a hard time with her and her her child so she invited them into the house where she was living and sort of took care of them both um, until they were in a better space and they both moved out and both you know, got on with their lives. Um, yeah. She convinced one of her friends that she needed to uh, go after a, a young uh, a, a, you know, a, a guy that she was chasing because um, she didn't have the confidence to just make that phone call when Sherika convinced her to do so. Um, and they ended up getting married and stuff like that. So she was just like, it's really very positive. It and, sounds yeah. like
1: grabbing at straws, you know, when someone's not accomplished a lot. And then you're like, oh, well, one time she helped me move house. And but, uh, I mean, one time she's recommended a cake shop that I ended up
0: becoming my second favorite cake shop. I think, I think she's, le- but she's, cl- she's clearly left an impact in people's lives. Sure. So, and whether, you know, she's not maybe accomplished a lot herself, but what she has done is... um made an impact in other people's lives, which, you know, at the end of the day, is that not what we're here to do on earth as well? Like, well,
1: I'm just suspicious of the uh, trap that you're trying to guide me into. I don't want to become emotionally invested in Cherica. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so she's this amazing woman. She's obviously hard as nails. Um, uh, we've also got to remember that the minute she's eight months pregnant. Um, yeah. So yeah, so she's, she, you know, she had a, she, yeah, she was just this amazing sort of positive woman. Um, all right. Uh, in her call to 911, yeah. she described the shooting in detail and informed the dispatcher and the EMT that arrived on the scene that she'd been following Ray, uh, who was her boyfriend and the baby's father. Um, police officer Peter Grant arrived at the scene around 12.43 a.m. and Sherika identified Ray again to Grant as the driver of the vehicle that she described at the yeah. 911 call. Um, yep. She was transported uh, by ambulance to the uh, nearest medical center, arrived at about 10 past one. She then gave Grant a complete chronologic, chronolo- chronology of the events that had transpired. So she's been shot five times and she's still managing to get all of this out. Um, and yep. then she goes into emergency surgery, um, which removes the bullets and delivers the baby.
1: Damn.
0: Um so
1: dude yeah. that baby born with so much adrenaline going through its system
0: uh yeah so
1: um
0: we'll go I, to... I don't know if
1: that's how it works but i'm sure that baby was impacted by the events of that
0: night uh massively i'll tell you why in a second uh at 4am uh sherrick is taken to the intensive care unit and around three hours later a tubes inserted into her throat um the morning nurse that was completing that if she remembered what had happened She nodded because she's got the tube in the throat and asked her for a pen and paper and then she wrote the entire thing out as well. Um, I cannot imagine why you're throwing all this
1: what seems like extemporaneous information in.
0: You'll see. Uh, Later, um, her dad asked her if there was any stop signs on the road, um, which um, he asked that to see, like, why would Ray stop sort of thing? Do you know what I mean? Like, was there a stop sign in front of you, that sort of thing? And she's like, no, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know why he stopped. Um, and she dies the same day um, as a result ah. of the wounds. So, um, uh, yeah, so uh, not great for her. Um, but, the, you know, she's written extensively about the crime. Um, Sherika's son survived. Uh, he's named Chancellor, Chancellor Lee Adams, and he's born with cerebral palsy. So, um, he is subsequently raised by her mum, and he's alive and well uh, as of the recording of this podcast, um, as well as could be given the entire trauma that he's gone through. Um, But yeah, yeah, and the
1: the old terrible palsy, yeah,
0: um, and her mother.
1: Maybe I don't know because, like, don't you remember Walt Junior? He's like a sexy guy with cerebral palsy.
0: Well, I mean, her mum has raised him uh, quite well from what I've read. Um, yeah. And she describes him as not disabled. He's just got different abilities to other people. So, I think, Just worse abilities to normal people. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd say that. Um, <laughs> so, I'm not editing that out as well, so you look like a fuck. Uh, so obviously, oh! <laughs> I should tell the audience about what you said last week about the editors, but I won't. No, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> uh, the police investigation immediately focuses their attention on Ray, because of the call, because of the notes, because of the statements that she's made. Um, so because of that, obviously he's prime suspect number one. Um, yep. On Friday, November 19th, the per- police arrest the driver of the vehicle, Michael Kennedy. Um, he's the one that rent and drove the car so he used a rental car as well which seems like a fucking stupid idea because that's going to leave a paper trail Um, Kennedy had a lengthy arrest record um, going back to 1994 and Caruth was arrested on November 25th which is 11 days The Truth The Truth is arrested 11 days after she dies which I find quite staggering It's a long time Considering, Considering it was obvious, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, the phone call, the statements to police, and the handwritten notes, it's like... Yeah. It's amazing that it takes 11 days for him to be arrested. Um, he's then yeah. charged with conspiracy commit murder, and he's taken into custody, custody even, and also arrested on the same day was uh, Van Brett Watkins. Um, he was also a, co- a career criminal, he had a long record of violent offences. Uh, yeah. uh, Carus, uh went to the police and posted three million uh, in bail money uh, with the condition that, uh, oh, so this is probably why, no, this is why he was arrested after. I don't know, actually, this seems really weird. Oh, this actually does explain a lot. So he posts three million bail and tells the police uh, if Sherika or Chancellor dies, he'll turn himself in. Uh, okay. however, however, he doesn't, which is why it takes 11 days, he goes on the run, he becomes a fugitive. Um, so a couple of days, uh, a few days after the events, the Panthers release him um, from his contract, and instead of turning himself uh, into the police, um, he disappears. He turns um,
1: himself into an invisible guy.
0: Yeah, he, he goes on the run, he goes on the lamb. he goes on the lamb with another woman as well, which I find quite uh, sort of weird. Hello. <laughs>
1: who's gonna who's gonna milk his uh,
0: snake while he's well, on the run? Yeah. Do it yourself, man. I think there's a time and a place to sort of do it yourself. Hey, he <laughs> deserves love. I don't think after what he's done, you think he deserves love? Um Everyone deserves love, James. His uh his time on the lamb was quite short lived, uh, as the FBI agents um acted on information from his own mum. His mum ratted him out. Uh oh. <laughs> Like his coming. mum ratted him <laughs> out mum ratted him out yeah <gasps> that is the most shocking part of the tale his mum grassed him up I like that though like his his mum's obviously a, a great person because she's like yeah, I, like, yeah. I, like whenever I see like mum's like oh you know he's always been a good boy at home I think now what the yeah, fuck are you I doing yeah you a piece this? of
1: shit just don't be blinded by you like obviously you love the kid you, there's a certain amount of like unearned love that's just like instinctually programmed into our dna a baby comes along it's not even done anything yet you go, oh my god i love this guy so much yeah you know it's just like not nothing yet it's just like a fucking pet at this point but then also you grew up with this person looked after him as you would with someone that you're not even biologically related to and you love him so much and you to overcome all that and go ah but it's not fair for this guy to get away with it or you know this guy is evil i like i've seen it so many times in like you know court cases with a serial killer where a mum's like you know crying and patting the kid away and i to totally get it you know you, you would be com- completely conflicted if your kid was a piece of shit but you know you do have to rat them you have to at least
0: grass them up Come on. yeah now. exactly man yeah i get I, you know i get that you love your kids or anything but if like one of my kids did this i'd not only would i be ratting them out I'd be going to the fucking place that they are and dragging them to the police station myself, and, and saying vigilante
1: justice and i killing
0: them. No, no, I'm not killing them, but I am going to say to them, "Look, you need to, you need to account for your actions." Here, my friend, if you yeah, genuinely that's good, that's being a good father. If you didn't do anything, I stand well. I stand behind you. I'd stand behind you either way as a parent. However, yeah in this case if you've done something bad then you need to you know you need to suffer the repercussions of it so they find him hiding in the trunk of his car In the middle Fuck. of a, in a motel in Tennessee, so like so pathetic. I, just think, like, why are you in the trunk of your car? You at the motel. Just at least stay in the motel room. It? Why are you in the trunk yeah. of your car? Like, give the name Ron Mexico at the reception desk. <laughs> and Is that going to be every episode? <laughs> every episode, we need to get a Ron Mexico in there. Um, also, in the trunk of his car was uh, three thousand nine hundred dollars in cash. Very specific yeah. amount. Uh, bottles to hold his piss. Smart. Uh, clothes, candy bars, and the cell phone. Um, candy bars. Good <laughs> he, lad. He needs the sugar. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm still on his side now. Still, every, every little detail that you add, I'm like, this guy's okay. He's not, man.
0: Uh, so he's returned to North Carolina. He's held in jail. Well, It
1: depends which candy bars did he have? What flavor? It, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't say. say no. Um, that could be a deal breaker. It depends which ones he has.
0: Uh, he's he's if it's a Snickers, you're out. Fuck that guy, man. Um, no Snickers Twix? is okay. Are we in on a Twix? Um, yeah, I could still get behind a Twix. Lion Bar.
1: No Lion Bar, absolute. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, fuck what that about, guy. What about a toffee crisp? Um, I mean, do they do you reckon they have them in America? Toffee crisp. I mean, it seems like a very British thing to have.
0: I think a Lion Bar's British as well.
1: Yeah, but I can, I can, I can picture a Lion Bar sort of being able to break America, you know, that branding. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but Americans have a shit chocolate.
1: Yeah, probably won't. Yeah, I don't, I've seen videos of people trying, you know, like uh, Americans trying British chocolate, and they just, they're just like, "What the hell is this stuff?" Yeah, man?
0: yeah. Um, yeah, like, the the Americans that I know, and I've known a few, um, they they prefer the chocolate that we have over here. So. Oh,
1: yo, that's it, man. Next time you come on my shit and it's, like, real-life action, we'll do taste-testing uh, American Oh, Chinese. yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah. Hershey's
0: is a bag of dicks, though, man. It's terrible.
1: Well, you do want to be a stand-up comedian, so you're going to have to eat that Hershey's. I
0: am going to... I'll carry it. Um Yeah, let's do that. Um... So he's returned to North Carolina. He's held in jail. Uh, at the end of December, they do DNA tests on the baby and they confirm that he is the father, which uh, nobody had any doubts about. Yeah. Um, da, 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 Van Brett Watkins accepts a plea bargain, confessing that he shot Sherika Adams. Um, he agreed to testify against Caruth. And... Um, Oh, presumably to say that, you know, he fucking paid me to do it or whatever. Um, in the pretrial motions, uh, his uh, lawyer yeah, his lawyer, is unsuccessful in attempting to exclude the 911 caller's evidence and the handwritten notes uh, and the yep. stuff about him going to Tennessee. Uh, obviously, that's not acceptable. Uh, it's not accepted even. Uh, as part of the opening statements, the prosecution played the tape of Sherrika Adams, uh, which is quite clever because to the for the jury to hear something yeah, like that, yeah. quite a powerful thing to hear. Um, yeah. And their case centred on the fact that um, she actually called to identify him uh, as the as the perpetrator of the crime. Um, yeah. Uh the prosecution d- tries to show that he recruited Van Watkins and uh Kennedy to kill Adams because he didn't want to pay for the child support on top of the other child support that he's already paying. So he's paying around $3,000 a month to the other child, uh, Raylondo, Londo, um, and he doesn't want to pay for another bit of child support. His defence... Especially argued, when it's not
1: a proper kid as well.
0: Uh, well, if... But the thing is, that wouldn't be the case, though, would it? Like, if she'd have gone to full term, you probably, probably wouldn't have had cerebral palsy, would you? Eight months? Well, if you'd have gone another month and not gone through a shooting. I don't if,
1: What you? So, if you come out premature and your mum's stressed out and injured, then it gives you cerebral palsy, is that?
0: Well, I think the... Well, I don't know, maybe. Surely the shootings are... Tro- I, I, I do not profess to know much, but... I know surely,
1: the... Uh... It's, it know, might man. seem superficially correlated, but I've never heard that you can sort of cause cerebral palsy by sustaining, you know, injuries during a, t- sort of the late stages of pregnancy.
0: It's a good point. I also don't think he'd have known that the child would be cerebral palsy until the child was born, though. Yeah, so he wouldn't have known that way. Um, so the defense uh, maybe, R-
1: maybe he could sense it. He was like,
0: oh. <laughs> "No way."
1: Those belly kicks are looking a little bit sideways.
0: <laughs> uh, the defense argues that Carruth had not been involved in the plot to kill her, um, that the motive is implausible, given the fact that he was earning $650,000 a year and that the shooting was an indirect consequence of Carruth's refusal to finance a drug deal. So his argument is that, you know, they, 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 they shot Um, Sherricker Adams because he wouldn't get involved in any sort of drug plot. Um, Given sort of low-level criminals, it's sort of a plausible defense. Um, After calling several of Carruth's friends to testify that he actually wanted the baby and he had no ill will towards Sherrick Adams, the defense took the unusual step of bringing Brett Watkins to the sand. Um, Apparently, because of his proclivity for violence, um, a deputy had to be positioned between the witness box and the judge, um, <laughs> and between him and the jury. Which I don't know if that's true, but he must have been a fucking madman. Like he must have been like crazy. If they've gone shit, we need to bring someone in. This guy's gonna go yeah. fucking bananas, man. Um, so during a full day of confrontation, uh, confrontational examination. Rudolph attempted to get Watkins to admit that the killing was part of a drug deal. Watkins, however, insisted that he'd been hired by Carouse, first with the idea of beating Sherika up, but then he did then to kill her. Um, the next day, the defense introduced testimony from another pr- prison officer, Sergeant Riddle, who testified that she'd heard a conversation, or sorry, no, she had a conversation with Watkins in jail, Um, In the conversation he had confessed to the shooting, but also told her that it was um, a part of the um, drug deal. She made an obscene gesture at him and he just lost it and shot her. So apparently he's admitted to it. Yeah. Uh, In its rebuttal, the prosecution called uh, another former girlfriend of Caruth from Colorado, Amber, who admitted to having an abortion after Caruth had threatened her life. Uh, Turner had originally been listed as a defence witness, and um, Michelle Wright, the mother of Caruth's six-year-old son Ray Londo also testified to having been threatened by uh, Caruth. Um, so again, powerful sort of um, witnesses to bring to the stand as well. It sort of paints him in a pretty shitty light, um, which um, culminated in uh, a very long deliberation. Um, They uh, spent uh, 11 hours of discussion um, deliberating whether he was guilty or not, uh, but they were split on the charges, so they couldn't find an agreement. Um, So after repeating the instructions, he told them to keep trying, which I find fascinating about the, the thing. Like at that point, should the judge not go, okay, well, if you guys can't decide, fuck it we'll call it quick so, uh, he said just keep
1: trying to decide that's what yeah
0: happened. <laughs> yeah yeah but that doesn't seem okay. right man, does it like
1: um I, yeah i guess yeah weird that sounds well, like I'd... That
0: I'd say to the kids like when they're like arguing yeah well
1: people. maybe they come in and they go listen with the given the amount of information that there's been and the type of testimony that we've had and stuff Um, you know there's only so much you can realistically get done in the amount of time that we've had to decide so maybe they said like can we have some more time to keep going over it
0: i may be wrong listeners feel free to point out but i think you get an unlimited amount of time i don't think you get a limited time to discuss it yeah i think they they just so they went
1: listen we've we've thought long and hard about it we can't do it anymore no we keep fucking going yeah
0: you better come out with one thing or the other yeah so it's From what I've... I've, uh, That's like when,
1: you know, say something happened in your house when you were a kid, like a a fucking, some kid from outside threw a ball and it went through your kitchen window and then your mum would sit you and Alec down and she'd be like, listen, one of you's done it and and we're not going out of this room till one of you says who's done it and you're both looking at each other like, well, I've not done it and the other one's going, I've not done it and literally none of you have done it. And your mum's going, Well, one of you's done it. And like one of you just, just like oh, one fuck of you kind of
0: confessing. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll confess it to a fake crime. And
1: then she goes, Well, um, you've been very brave, Jamie. Thank <laughs> you for confessing. Like I, And then Alec goes, What? Well, I did it then. And she goes, I knew you'd done it, you little bastard.
0: Other way around, man. I was the older uh, kids. The older kids don't get away with anything. I know. Like if, if Alec did something. If we were alone in the house and Alec did something, it would be my fault for not watching him.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same for me, man.
0: Um, so, yeah, they spend 11 hours deliberating. They, they come out split, which for me says he should probably, you know, leave at that. But he goes, no, 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 you got to keep going. And then they on Friday, so uh, another few hours later, um, they return their, their verdict, finding him not guilty of first-degree murder. Uh, but guilty in all the other charges he's sentenced to no less than 18 years and 11 months and he's no more than 24 years which is um, weird so you Hmm. can only serve between 18 and 24 years Uh, under North Carolina sentencing law apart from credit or any time spent in jail awaiting trial actual time served cannot be reduced to less than the minimum uh, specified by the judge Um, uh, Van Brett Watkins who's the guy that shot gets sentenced to 40 years as a minimum, and Michael Kennedy, who's the driver, got 11 years and 8 months. Um, <clears throat> Carruth was released from prison on the 22nd of October 2018, and he seems to have got some sort of life back on track. Um, he has a job working for um, a family a family company, um, and um, There's uh, a podcast about the whole thing that people can go and listen to if they want to. Uh, I think it's just called Caruth. So uh, it's an eight-part thing by Scott Fowler. So if people want to go a bit more into depth with it, then they can do. Is the
1: tagline? Is the tagline? Is it Caruth? And underneath it just says the truth.
0: I don't know. I think it's just called Caruth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It'd be good though, wouldn't it? Um, So it should
1: be Caruth. The real truth.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, so bad. Um, he's uh, also said that he, you know, he's not trying to get custody of his son, um, and that he doesn't want to sort of separate Chancellor from uh, his grandmother, who's raised him. Although he does want. It's a special be. kind
1: of fucking um, piece of shit that sort of fights not to have custody.
0: of <laughs> you know, like, he's doing her a favour. <laughs> but you know I, I don't want it i don't want him but yeah he does want to be part of his son's life though so whether that's you know whether that happens or not
1: well i have done a full 180 on this guy james He's a bit of a piece of shit in man the crime itself i'm still you know depending on the candy bars i, I could have clawed it back but not fighting for custody of your kid piece of shit move. also
0: the fact that you pay someone else to do your dirty work as well man
1: well, you know, it's creating man. jobs.
0: <laughs> In this economy? Um <laughs> well, like, if you're gonna fucking bumper off, at least do it yourself.
1: Dude, really if any you know, if ever I was uh you know, when I end up running for president ultimately one day.
0: Yeah. They
1: can uh they can come back and just go through any one of these episodes <laughs> and lift things that I've said <laughs> and it's just such incredible evidence again. It's damning. Like, and- yeah, you could almost Prove that I've done what if I did was accused of any crime in the future. You could find some evidence in any episode of Serious James podcast to like support your prosecution.
0: I would love it if they use this to to deter you from your presidential run. Yeah, I get listeners though, so
1: yeah. So if anyone's listening back now because I'm embroiled in some sort of
0: presidential, um, (laughs) just check out some of the other episodes. They're all good. They're all diamonds. Uh, just as some programming notes for this week. Um, so this will come out Monday, the 22nd of June. Um, you'll also Is have... Is that the end of the story?
1: Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it was so unceremonious this week, James.
0: He, well, he's released from prison and he's making a new life of himself. Yeah, but and then you didn't say, and that was the story. Okay, sorry. And that's the story of Ray Truth Caruth. End music. There he you said, go. He kept, he kept cutting me off on the story, man. That's why. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I've got ADHD, man.
1: I'm sat here for like 10 minutes listening to like, uh, that he received 11.8 years <laughs> in IT. To, uh, I'm just like, uh, I right. got to chime in.
0: Either you want the either you want truth or you don't want that truth. <laughs>
1: you can't handle that truth. You
0: can't have an abridged version. Um, so this podcast will come out the 22nd of June. You'll also have a bonus podcast the 23rd of June this week um where me and uh my friend john from work will discuss uh football uh english nice. football. well we're going to break down all the premier league games um since Project nice. start. um so that'll be good um
1: we'll- that could be really good i might listen to i have no interest in football but i'm going to check that one out and there's a bunch of our mates i'll recommend that too as well because we've got a bunch of football
0: heads get them you know Get him to listen to that as well. I've not, I've not shouted. Uh, I'm not. I've not asked Ryan this, um, but um, uh, I think we're going to do another NFL one. I'm going to reach out to him this week and maybe we'll do another NFL one next week. Um, we're when... slowly just going to be dropping one every day.
1: Monday is cricket. <laughs> Tuesday, basketball.
0: Bang, bang, bang. I could I could do cricket? Cricket's restarting soon as well. The English, uh, the England test series against the West Indies starts in July. Sports back. I love it. Um oh it's been amazing having sport back. Oh it's been yeah, so man. good. Um yeah, so I'm gonna ask Ryan if he'll do one. If you're listening Ryan to this already and I've not asked you, I will be asking you. Uh so we'll try and do another NFL one next week. And what we'll do in that one was we'll do a bit of a season preview where we go uh division by division and pick out who we think is gonna be uh, good this year. Uh and like I said on the um uh Premier League special um we'll just review all the matches talk about all the the interesting talking points um so we'll have some sport ones this week we'll you know we'll keep the regular bullshit one that me and pete do because i like to talk to p p pd pd hall pd hall he lives so far away now
1: yeah i do i miss you
0: uh miss youtube but... yeah we're
1: surely in the next couple of weeks it's like uh they're gonna say you can all chill each other's houses and stuff i i i ha- would have no problem with uh meeting up currently but i do have other people in the house that uh also are understandably don't... not as uh, also you don't
0: what know you gonna... like you don't know if, like whose neighbors are watching as well man like you don't well, i couldn't watch. give a
1: shit if neighbors are watching what are you going to ring the police like, yeah that's what well, i mean man
0: i'm not bothered about if they're watching but what if they like what if they're a knob Then ring the police and then you've got the police the, at your door. no
1: the police <laughs> dude ring the police right now tell them someone's breaking in your house see how long it takes them to get there they're not coming
0: i'm going to use my dad joke and go well but why would sting care about a break in oh, oh such a good joke
1: but yeah no there's a uh, you know <laughs> Tanya, understandably, is not fully
0: uh, no, I I get with that. with
1: someone sitting in the same room, confined, little space, you know, just like right across from each other, speaking to each other, sharing the same air for a bit. And I do have neighbours who, are, you know, not that they would ring the police. I just don't want to upset them and make them upset
0: or whatever. I, um, I think Kim's going to get um, one of the antibodies tests soon because she's worked with oh. the NHS. Um, yeah so if she's getting one i think i'll be able to defer, i'll be able to infer my results off her results if she's
1: got the antibodies you've almost certainly got the antibodies
0: well yeah if she's had it then undoubtedly i'll have had it because there's no way she'll have not passed you it on to yeah, you given that think. we live in the same house and if she's not had it then i will also know that i've not had it so um uh, maybe yeah maybe I like to think that I, if she'd have had it, I think I, I think I would have known if I'd have had it because of my underlying health stuff, like with my asthma. Like when I get a yeah. when I get a cold or a flu, it sits on me for ages. I can't shake it. So I think like if I'd yeah. have had it, I'd have known about it.
1: Sure, Well, I mean, some people are asymptomatic. So uh, yeah, you know, there, there's I think as these um, tests, antibodies tests, and other types of tests become sort of widely available and, and used by a lot of people, we're going to discover that a lot of people are going to go, whoa, like some frightening amount of people are going to go, whoa, I had it at some point and I yeah. never even knew.
0: I, we were talking about it last night, man. It's just, this is just like another flu, but it, we just don't yeah. have a vaccine for it. So that's why it's a bit scarier. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and it's, you know, we're starting to see small signs of stuff opening you know, um, Spain have said that people can go there from England and not have to quarantine beforehand. And, Starbucks is open next week. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, McDonald's are opening, you know, opening up their sort of offerings as well, which uh, I like to judge where we're at on the McDonald's scale. Um, I have a friend that visited his parents a few
1: days ago with several of his friends, and they all got hammered at their house.
0: Nice. <laughs> um someone i know who'll remain nameless my brother uh, was in a hot tub with like nine other people like last weekend so um, and i
1: bet it felt so good yeah
0: i bet it did yeah um so you know yeah we're we're definitely on the other side of it i think yeah uh, we have to be um anyway that's about it from 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 me uh, it's been a pleasure it's been a blast uh, we'll be back again next week. Uh, I'm just going to tell Peter that he's back again next week, and I'll need to do some research <laughs> for sporting criminals because my list is a dry. Um. So if yeah, dude, got, is there not
1: going to come a point where you run out of sporting criminals? One
0: hundred percent. Yeah, there will be. Yeah, there's not that many. We're going to have to graduate
1: to just talking about mm-hmm. anything.
0: Well, I could do regular criminals, but then you know that then we are just another true crime podcast, aren't we? Um,
1: yeah, we're gonna have to cause some crimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, no, I'm not in for that. But you can. We're if gonna you have want. to do
1: some entrapment on like the Avi Coles or something. Avi <laughs> Coles is our local football team. For anyone listening that doesn't, one
0: recognize. of many. Love it down there. They did the the scooter scooter stadium. Schooner. Schooner. That beer. Sorry, schooner, but that beer is piss water. It's not. It's not good. It's
1: not. It's not that bad.
0: It's not the best.
1: It's not the best.
0: No. Um, anyway, so tell you we, what's the best? I
1: just recently discovered sc- Schifferhofer, is it called? I don't know.
0: It's
1: like a, a brand, a shandy, like a grapefruit shandy.
0: Ooh, exotic. Schiffer. Yeah, no, dude. Schifferhofer.
1: It's got an umlaut on the U, so I thought maybe I can't here we remember go. how it's spelled. I've got it here. I'm going to say
0: Schifferhofer. Schifferhofer. Here we go. Uh,
1: but yeah, that shit. You, you drink that, so refreshing. You don't get a headache or anything like You just get very, very slightly merry. It's very light. It's very sort of weak. It's not got and a get, lot of alcohol in it.
0: And get a pack Because there's, there's this trend of
1: having like, I'm going to have this 12% IPA. And you have two pints of it, and then you're just like, fucked. Yeah. So the Shuffle is like, you know, you sit, you can drink that in the park, and you can
0: drive to work after it. Uh, yeah, Oop, let, let's not recommend that. Um, you can have 11 pints of that operating <laughs> machinery. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, you can buy yeah uh, uh, 24 pack of that for 36 quid on Amazon.
1: Get in, I might do that now, actually.
0: You can get it on subscribe and save as well, so you can get it delivered repeat. It's going to be flat. If it
1: comes like in a van to your house and shit, it's going to be flat as fuck. Yeah, it's not going to be great. In a hot, no. hot van.
0: Yeah, no, but how do you think they get delivered to, like, supermarkets? In a cooled van. Fuck, no, they fucking don't. <laughs> no way. Yeah. In no, a fridge they're, van. They're not getting... No, they're getting sent warm to Tesco, man. 100%. And it's like,
1: it's, it's, like, embedded in loads of other shit, whereas it's just in with, like, Amazon packages, if it's just, like, Amazon's but little... Like,
0: like a, a German guy isn't hand-delivering this to Tesco, man. Here's your schuffer enjoys enjoy some beverages. Please stock up on some more for us. We're very, very grateful for your business.
1: Uh, it started strong.
0: <laughs> I always think my German sound's a bit camp.
1: Yeah, well, Germans sound a bit camp, don't they? Welcome. What I do is I, I, I change Vs for Fs and Gs for like CHs. So I'll be like, I've been all over Germany.
0: <laughs> you know I mean? accent is from all over the place. It's from Berlin, it's from Frankfurt. I've been, yeah, I've, been
1: I've been, around, I've been around Europe a fair amount, and I've, <laughs> I've been all over. And Germany is definitely my favorite.
0: <laughs> that sounds like that's uh, like Very,
1: very, yeah, yeah,
0: it did. <laughs> it's a good impression of Berg. <laughs> yeah, he's a
1: weird sounding
0: on, guy. I could be on the phone to him right now. He is a weird sounding guy. Sure, for half a drink, it's at your local park with plenty of other wines.
1: All I want to do is find some boys and party all night.
0: <laughs> and that's the title of the episode. That's it. <laughs> oh. uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, our chats. I, lo- I love the Sunday pod. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's good. It's a good time for me. Um, it's a good tradition. Getting in contact, usual Methods, Sirius James, Instagram, Twitter, uh, uh, I will give you a shout out like I did to uh, the wonderful Chris Nash. Um, I'd love to have Chris on the podcast as well in the future. He's a good guy. Um, and yeah, let's let's wrap it up. We'll see you next week. See you on the flip side, sucker.